Are you reading and hearing all sorts of conflicting information about AI, artificial intelligence, and wondering what impact that might have on you? Well, welcome to AI for Creatives, a podcast by creatives for creatives, connecting you to the world of AI, Web3, blockchain, and beyond. Join our hosts, Camila Sanders and Nova Lorraine, as we explore new ways AI empowers creatives and highlight leading industry innovators utilizing amazing new tools to pave the way for our future. Get inspired and educated by fellow creatives revolutionizing the industry and exemplifying new ways to gain creative independence and sovereignty. We aim to preserve humanity in this fast evolving digital world and creatives are a powerful force to do that. Be a part of the conversation as we take the reins of AI and shape a positive narrative for our future. Welcome to another episode of AI for Creatives. I am your co-host, Nova Lorraine. I'm here with my other lovely co-host, Camila Sanders. And we are here to discuss the intersection of AI, creativity, and humanity, and to see how this new digital age is going to impact us as creatives, as well as the creator economy, while examining and keeping a pulse on top of ethics and values as it relates to AI. So let's just go ahead and dive in. How you been, Camilla? I've been doing pretty good. <laughs> just enjoying all the updates in AI every day. There's something new. <laughs> something new. You're right. Um, I would say a highlight in the news was, uh, I don't know if you had a chance to play around with Claude 2 yet, the tool? No, I have not, but I've heard of it for sure. Okay. So for any writers out there, anyone that does a lot of research and summarizing, you're going to love Claude 2. And so it allows you to upload your PDF document and then it summarizes it for you. And or if it could be research articles, um, it could be content, blogs, and you just want a quick summary, you can give it the tone and style you want it to summarize in. But then for those aspiring authors, if you have any content that you've started on your book and you want a little nudge or some ideas because you're having writer's block, well, this is a perfect tool for you. And I think what's great about Claude too, it allows you more tokens than your ChatGPT 3.5. And the tokens are equivalent to the amount of text, the amount of letters, characters that is going in and coming out of the algorithm, of the machine learning, of the AI platform that you're using. So uh, yeah, it definitely check it out, Camilla. It's, it's game-changing. I've just started playing with it and... Um, I know someone who, who's been using it for the last, I guess, four or five days, and they're completely hooked. I'm still a very big fan of chat GPT. I've upgraded to the four, um, so still very much a fan, And but I am really, really excited about where Claude 2 can take me. Yeah, it's it's super interesting to me because there's so many different things that are kind of chat GPT-like AI mm -hmm. programs, but I think yep. a lot of people are starting to see some of the limitations that ChatGPT has, right. and they're maybe creating these tools to be more specific to certain needs. So I think it's exciting because you have all these different companies that are creating solutions, 
And it may seem similar, but it's really driving competition. It's going to help to move the space forward even faster. Yeah, I agree. And I thought also something else that just came out as clip drop. Have you started using that yet? I have. I have heard of that. Yes. Okay. Sure. So clip drop is built on stable diffusion and word on the street, it's going to give mid journey a run for its money. So we'll see. I started playing with it. I literally turned it on to like my whole family because <laughs> it's so easy <laughs> to use. I'm like, check this out. Um, but what I, what I thought was cool was their doodle feature. And so you can sketch something out. So for, for those of you that like to doodle and I sketch and so, and I love doodling. So you can sketch something out and you can add some text for prompts and it will then create the item object, whatever it is that you're prompting it that also matches the doodle that you've given it. So when we're talking about AI and there's this hesitation around how much human input is going into the finished product. Well, this has a lot of satisfaction because you're you're starting the output with a sketch that you're hand drawing. And so it's really, really fun and addictive, but you can get some really unique styles. And I also think it helps minimize how many things that you can get out of it that look similar to each other. And if you played around with these various AI generative tools, especially the text to image, depending on the platform, you start recognizing, oh, that's a Dolly image. Oh, that's a Midjourney image. Oh, that's a Leonardo image. And so I feel that clip drop is going to allow us to bring a little more personality and uniqueness without even addressing the style of the image that you can do with some of these features and, and platforms. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's super interesting because there's a lot of people out there may not be the best drawers or they have an idea of an image in their head and now it you're making it easy to just bring that to life. Yeah, I love it. It's fun. Definitely check that out. But I know we completely skipped over what we've been up to, so let's just backtrack a little bit <laughs> and uh, just check in with each other like we normally do. What have you been up to? Wow, so I've kind of, I picked up a project. So I kind of had an idea for a tech platform, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a while ago. And so I'm kind of picking that project back up Ooh. to, um, you know, it's a startup ideal, but it's helping to connect creatives together. So I'll just say stay tuned for details as I start to kind of put the pieces together okay. <laughs> for that. Okay. But um but it's it's really it's really interesting. Just actually these past few years that I've known you, Nova, has mm -hmm. been very interesting because now you have ideals in your head and then you start to see like the world shifting and technology shifting where you're like, okay, I wasn't crazy like three, <laughs> three to five years ago. We can actually like do these things. So I yes. think like now is like is like the time if you have if you have ideals or things that you're doing like now people are starting to embrace these different uh, you know I tech do. solutions yeah yeah no I agree with you I I feel the same I think that I've seen a lot of colleagues use this really interesting convergence of technology and creativity and not only that I think mindset as well I've 
never seen such a time period where so many individuals around the world are interested in collaborating together. And if you do have an idea, definitely share it with someone you trust. Definitely reach out to someone in the Web3 community if you feel that any of these emerging technology tools can help bring it forward. There are so many individuals that are interested and looking for partners, collaborators, mentees, mentors. So I agree with you. I think this is a really exciting time that we're in. So yeah, I'm staying tuned um, in for more updates around your idea, uh, this platform for connecting connecting creators. I actually just got back from London. The timing is actually really appropriate for the show we're doing today around uh, education. Then, as you know, I'm super passionate about education. That's why we're even here doing this podcast, right? But I had to teach online and I had to also create, not create, but actually film a course uh, that I created already um, for another platform. And so for me, it's been really interesting to see these various non-traditional educational platforms come forward and bring this technology to their communities because it's so, so, so needed. And for me, it's exciting to be a participant in that journey and to be able to offer my assistance and my knowledge to help share it in a way where people are excited and they can feel inspired to take action. Because this technology is, you know, for some very intimidating, you know, lots of jargon, lots of semantics. For those that have been following us before AI for Creatives, we were recording Crypto for Creatives and we spoke about blockchain and smart contracts and the metaverse and and AR, XR, and all these these really cool technologies. But there's a lot of semantics, you know, when you're talking about wallets and crypto and all of this. And so for that, it may keep a lot of people out of stepping into this space. And so I'm excited that there are leaders that are taking that step forward and bringing the education to you know, their communities in a way that their communities can be empowered with it. So yeah, that's what I've been up to. Lots, lots more teaching outside of just speaking and doing webinars, a lot lot more formal education. And speaking of projects, I'm actually finishing up a course that I will be personally putting out. And it, it will be an AI certification course. And it'll be one of dot, dot, dot. Um, I already started working on a second one. So I'm excited about that. I, I know that my community is hungry for this information. And I'm putting it together in a way where it really serves a broad audience in terms of how it's digested. And so excited about that. And I'll also say stay tuned and you know, if you're interested in getting involved in any of our ideas, please reach out to us. You can find both of us on LinkedIn and Camilla Sanders and Nova Lorraine, and that's Lorraine with two R's, Camilla with a K and an H at the end. Um, so you can find us on LinkedIn. You could also connect with us through the Pink Kangaroo Podcast Network, and that's Pink Kangaroo. 
com with a U at the end. So yeah, reach out to us if you want more information. Um, but yeah, I'm excited about this uh, AI course that I'll be releasing in just a few weeks. So stay tuned with that as well. Yeah. And you know, Nova, I have to point this out, right? Because as you're talking, I was thinking about it and I was like, it's not that you are like, oh, I'm, I'm into AI. I know a lot about it and I'm making a course. You have always found innovative ways to educate people on real world issues or things that are going on that need to spread. So this is like you, not just the magazine, but also the school, you know, all bring together thought leaders. Like this is what you've been doing like for a long time. Mm, I love that. Thank you. I don't even think about it like that, but I, I love that. Yeah. You know, it's true. It's, I am passionate about education, but I, I like to do it in ways that are outside the box, somewhere people have access and probably sensitive to that, you know, being an immigrant, being first generation to go to college here and seeing how challenging it is sometimes to get formally educated, but then also how much opportunity it brings when you have access to the information. And so if I can help inspire others on their journey with a little bit of wisdom, a little bit of knowledge, yeah, then I've, I'm have i happy. So thank you for recognizing that. I love that. Yeah, Rain has been around for a minute, and it is definitely about bringing not only the creators and what they're, what they're doing to the forefront, but helping people learn and be inspired from their stories, right, how they're doing it. And so, yeah, I appreciate that. Thanks so much. Yeah, that makes me excited about what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> yes. So AI education and the creator economy – and thank you, listeners, for sticking with us. This is what we're talking about today. You know, it's so, so timely. Um, one of our prior episodes, we had discussed AI and jobs, and we had shared some figures uh, released by the World Economic Forum. Uh, 84 million jobs will be lost um, by 2025. This is what they had put out there. And 97 million will be gained. So a net of 12 million positive. So that's a good thing. But... We, you know, don't know everyone and everything that's yet to be affected. There are, are industries that are, you know, teetering on being closer to the front line than others. But we want to talk about the 97 million jobs that will be created. And if and if the WEF is accurate, if they're close to accurate at, at almost 100 million new jobs, I want to know. Who's preparing these 100 million people for these jobs? Who's educating them? And and for those that want to participate, where can they go? How are they going to get educated? You know, I was on my flight home, and this is so funny how the universe works. I'm sitting next to a teacher who is actually the head of their department. They've been teaching for, oh goodness, how long now? Maybe 15 years or so. And... Super passionate about teaching, and they teach English and journalism. And so I was like, "Ooh, <laughs> I have so many questions." And you know, what are they? What are they doing in terms of preparing their students? And this was a high school teacher for emerging these emerging technology jobs, the workforce, the change in education, the change in in careers, and things like that. And 
So anyway, long story short, the conversation included how, of course, ChatGPT essays and works are coming into the the system, but the students aren't necessarily saying they're using ChatGPT to write them, but the teachers are recognizing it and they're getting offended by it. And so that launched us into a conversation around how the if the educational system sees the tools as a way to empower the students as a way to assist them in their education, and at the very least are looking forward to say, hmm, in three years, the job landscape is going to be very different. How can we help prepare our students? And which of these tools are going to help do that? And how do we give them a strong foundation? So they're still great writers, but they're now empowered to take their writing to the next level and not just using the tools and putting out junk because you know the saying is garbage in, garbage out. So if you put a great designer in front of Midjourney and show them how to use Midjourney, oh my gosh, that is such a different output than someone that does not have those creative editorial or visionary skills. Similarly, if you put a great writer in front of, let's say, a Claude 2 or a ChatGPT, similarly, you're going to get some phenomenal results. So this was the conversation that we were having and was super enlightening. And I was telling him about this course that I'm working on that I'll be releasing. He's like, I want to sign up for that. Like, I want to learn it myself so I can be an ambassador and advocate within our school system. And I think that's what we need. Yeah, I love the idea of the school system embracing AI because it's something that's I mean, it's already a part of everyone's lives, right? It's already people are using it. I even, you know, caught my daughter using it for one of her assignments. Um, and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa what's going on? <laughs> right? So it's it's not something that you can hide from. But if you can embrace it and work with it and show people how to work with it, I think that's where um, education is going. Absolutely. So I just have to ask, how old is your daughter? She's 11. She's 11? <laughs> I love it. So what is that? Not, that's fifth grade, sixth grade? Which which? That's uh, sixth grade. And sixth I mean, grade. nothing is safe. Like if it's, if anyone knows about it and if it's on TikTok, it's the world <laughs> it's knows. Okay. okay. So it's, it's not, I mean, she knows more than I do about stuff. So, <laughs> so we have a middle schooler, and in some places, like I know in Florida, some places um, elementary goes up to the sixth grade. So, but at the very least, we have a a middle schooler already using generative AI, and so we can't ignore this on the high school level if middle schoolers are already using it. And to your point, you know, let's put some guidance around it. Let's build some structure around it. Let's have these out loud conversations around privacy and. You know, what do you want to put in ChatGPT? You don't want to put everything in there. But if you don't teach the students that, they're not going to know. You know, let's teach them about biases. Everything that the AI gives you isn't always true. And it may carry the bias of the programmers. And so, again, I think this is being responsible with artificial intelligence. And so it's that's a great, great example um, with your daughter, your 11-year-old, already using it. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> Um, I, I love that. Let's let's talk about the creator economy. We started the conversation around some really cool new tools that have been released, and now um, 
you know, we're talking about education. And then the, the goal would be the combination of learning these tools in a way that the creator can be empowered so they can take their business venture, their projects also to the next level. And so I just want to put the question out there, who is teaching the creators in this creative economy? We've seen the gig economy rise to a fury, which includes content creators, YouTubers, TikTokers, you know, um, Fiverr, what is it now? We have Upwork, Fiverr, and all these other similar work sites where you can find contractors. I know in the Web3 space, you know, everyone has at least three different roles and hats that they're juggling at least, okay? Um, And they're hearing about all of this buzz, and some of it, you know, may be hype, but we know AI isn't going anywhere. It's been around for a long time. And it's not going anywhere anytime soon. So there is validity around the interest and concern with AI. So where do they go? Yeah, I think the whole education system is shifting. And it's, you know, in my generation, we're always paying attention to uh, our student loans being forgiven, right? Oh, girl. (laughs) Because so many people have all these loans Mm -hmm. and they're like, my job is not paying for these loans that I got. Mm -hmm. The education that I got is not, when I got out of college, I didn't have this like million dollar job. So now you're seeing all of these, I mean, we're kind of jaded by the education system, our generation. And so then we have our kids coming up and they're doing all of these different jobs, right? And they're not as interested in going to college. Like, you know, my son, he's like, I want to be a YouTuber because they can (laughs) see that you can make like all of this money just being yourself and just being a creator and talking about a topic or that you were interested in and that you learned about. There's so many sites like Udemy and Coursera and things like that. And even Stanford and MIT and all of these, you know, we've heard YouTube University, like all these places where you can get knowledge for free. So, and even with AI, like taking that knowledge And then using it in your creative endeavors and not necessarily having to go to school for four years to do that. And the other question that I always have is like, are these educational institutions really keeping up with the technology and all Mm -hmm. this new things that are happening? Like, are they keeping up or are they like very quickly outdated? And then to learn things, you do have to go to some of these, you know, people that are teaching it like on YouTube or like the course that you have, like, like you said, who is teaching this new wave of information in the new way that people want the information? I love that question. As you know, we were playing around before we hit record and we were just searching what would come up if we just put in AI education where do I go to learn AI? And the same five ads appeared at the top of Google, right? We had the the MIT, I think they have like two or three um, sponsored ads on almost every page when you put in an AI education. Um, but they have several courses. They have, a, I think, a six to nine month course. They have an eight week course. And good for them that they're allowing, you know, individuals to learn from an institution that has that reputation. And there's a few others, just a handful though. 
in terms of traditional institutions that are offering these abbreviated courses. And then that's it. And so uh, I then went on to Coursera and then put in AI and there was a ton of a ton of resources that came up. Um, quite a few being taught by IBM and Google, which was interesting. A lot around deep learning, a lot of around data analytics. But then going back to the creator economy and those content creators that we were just mentioning and the giggers and those that are storytellers and writers and artists and any other individuals that are in the creative industries, where do they go? And so it's it's a really interesting question and conversation to have because, yes, I'm putting out a course, MIT has a course, I think Harvard has a course, and UC Berkeley has a course. So again, you have a handful. Um, uh, there's another school in Florida, Full Sail has a course. There's, there's a lot of these, you know, not a lot, a handful of traditional schools. And then you have your independent educators, and you can find some on YouTube and those on Coursera. And but there's so many. Like, where do you where do you even start, right? So then that's the other question. And if we're talking about 97 million jobs, we want our fellow creators to participate in that economy. And everyone can't be a coder and an engineer. Like when you look up job titles in AI, again, I want to know who's making up these job titles. But a lot of it has the engineer in the title and data analytics. And there's so much more to this field. I mean, every industry is going to have some layer of automation built into it. So from the supply chain side, the raw material side, going within the infrastructure and, you know, your operations to output in terms of your storytelling and product creation. And I'm really excited about those individuals, such as the platforms that I had had the pleasure to work with in these last few weeks that I mentioned earlier on in the episode that are stepping outside the box, putting together a formalized curriculum to a community that they know and knows them and trust them to provide this education in a quick, digestible way where they can understand it and it's relevant specifically to them. Yeah, I've seen a lot of um, like tech boot camps popping Mm -hmm. up. And I think you really have to, if you're interested in that, I think you really have to vet the um, organization, look at their teachers, what is their experience in it. Mm -hmm. Um, But then also maybe talk to some graduates. Do they have a job placement program after Mm, that? Because yeah, nowadays, like you can learn tech, you don't necessarily have to have experience. And they'll place you in a job because there's so many people looking for engineers and people that know coding and and different things and these AI tools and machine learning. Um, And really, you can learn on the job from more experienced people that are working in that department. So, but I also think it's really interesting what you said, like it's not just engineer jobs, right? So anyone that is interested in anything, I think what it's going to be, any job that you have, like I used to, or, you know, of course I still work and do marketing, but when I was in marketing, it's always about learning, like you continuously learn so you can stay relevant 
not to date myself, but you know, these social media platforms <laughs> became more prevalent mm-hmm. and online, you know, digital marketing became more prevalent, like as over the span of my 25 years of experience, right? So mm-hmm. you always have to stay relevant. So I almost feel like no matter what job you have, you are going to have to see how AI is going to interact with the job that I have and incorporate that into what you're doing. So it's more of an evolution of everyone's job than just, you know, an engineering job. I agree. And as you were sharing, that brought up a point, you know, around education. If you're listening to this and you do want to get started and you don't know what direction to turn, I would say think about, to Camilla's point, think about what you're doing right now. And is there a problem that you would love to solve. You know, let's say you spend out of your eight hours, you spend three hours doing spreadsheets and you would rather spend only an hour doing spreadsheets. That way you can look for an AI tool that can help you speed up that process and look for, you know, YouTube videos or a course around that tool to help you become proficient in that tool. And now you have a new skill that you can apply to another AI tool if you choose to learn one in the future. So see it right now as upskilling. And once you learn one tool, then it sort of shifts your brain to be more open and adaptable to other tools that are similar as it relates to these AI-driven software programs. Everything doesn't necessarily need to be around the marketing side of things with generative AI, um, you know, and or content creation. You you can, if you choose, focus on data analytics and processes and workflow. That's completely fine. So just think about the problem you're having. May it be you as the individual or your company, and then ask yourself which of these tools, which, which AI tools out there are built for my specific problem. So I think that's a great way to start. Um, I also just want to run down, you mentioned boot camps. So I want to just run down a few that that we came across and we haven't called and vetted like Camilla said, and I completely agree with her. Do your research, reach out to them, talk to the the admissions director, talk about job placement, talk about how current the content is, who's teaching it, are these people in the field or not? And then you can make your decision. So we have Four Geeks Academy We have Bloom Institute of Technology. We have Brain Station. We have Cognizia. We have another one called Great Learning. Heracoders Professionals. Lay Wagon. Metis. And Simply Learn. Those are just a few boot camps that we came across. And a lot of them are centered around data analytics mainly and programming. And so again, if you're leaning more towards the creative side, then you want to, you know, be very specific in your search as it relates to finding a course or a boot camp that's going to teach you the skills that you need for that creative project that you're working on. Yeah, I think it's so interesting just to, I I always think about what's going to happen in the future, right? Mm -hmm. And I think about my kids that already know like how to code, like they teach coding in their elementary school and middle school, right? Mm. And so they already have that interest and they're coming out with, with that 
skill set, right, to add on to whatever they're doing. And obviously, the school has thought it to be something that is applicable to help them solve whatever issue, whatever field that they work in. And it's interesting also, you know, with these different boot camps, um, it's interesting because I think we're going to need people like uh, that know how to code to create some of these no code tools. So like you said, it's not just about coding. It's not just about the tech, but you can also use codes and technology through and not necessarily know how to code, right? You can start to build things and not know how to code. And I think that's kind of the future for creatives and in the creator economy is that you're going to be able to create these things in kind of like a whizzy wig. What you see is what you get, right? And you can kind of drag and drop these different things without knowing how to code and you can create and be creative without necessarily having all the back-end knowledge of how things work. Right. And I also think that for those that aren't entrepreneurs and that you're you're in high school now or you're in college now and or you're in a corporate role right now and you're seeing all of this, you know, all these news headlines, the TikTok videos, the Instagram reels all around AI, you know, I want to share that my thought is in the future, going back to your point, Camilla, referencing that, your, the future of work, just like we had to be required to have Microsoft Word and Excel and PowerPoint skills, you know, before that it was just basic typing skills, right? Word processing skills, and then it developed to specific tools. Mm-hmm. Well, similarly, we're going to see companies asking for generative AI skills, or do you know Midjourney? Do you know Dolly? Do you know ChatGPT? Because if you know one of those, then you can use another more more uh, custom tool that they may have, proprietary tool that they may use for their industry. So also think about that, that you can be proactive and either joining one of these boot camps, taking a course on Coursera, taking my course, wherever you feel you found a trusted resource for that education and upskill yourself either to solve a problem you're having or, or to help create efficiency around a project you're working on or to be prepared for what your current work environment is going to be asking for in the very, very near future. Yeah. And you mentioned creating efficiencies. Um, I love the conversation that we were having right before this about the company that you came across that creates logos. Mm. And they say that, you know, they'll create a logo, they'll use AI to assist it. So you still get that you know, graphic designer, that person that knows how to actually create a really good logo, but they're using AI and they're charging you less money and they're mm, upfront about right. it. So I love, you know, as a creator, that transparency that you can have because people know like, hey, you can just, you don't, you're writing copy, but you can just put it into chat GPT or you can just do this. So being able to offer those different tiers of service and being transparent about it that's actually pretty ethical <laughs> too. That's another episode, right? AI yeah, and ethics, but AI um, and, ethics. You know. <laughs> and I still feel, I feel that in terms of the tool, like if you're if you are an agency 
and or an independent contractor and you were hired to write something and you have several clients and then you have your junior account managers and you have your assistants and they're assisting you collaboratively in writing those things and then you present that final product to the client. And so I think it can work both ways if you're using the tool as an assistant or you're using it as part of your marketing strategy and and sharing two different revenue or two different services that are attached to a new revenue stream. The AI now is a new revenue stream, AI-driven tool. And so I think as it relates to the creator, again, think about is this something where you're collaboratively working with the tool as an assistant and they're behind the scenes just like you would have an assistant? Or are you bringing it to the forefront and you're presenting it as another service? And so, uh, again, if you're, let's say, a ghostwriter and you're working with several authors and typically your name does not go anywhere near that book (laughs) that you're writing for the author and you choose to use ChatGPT, well, you can choose to have a more inexpensive offering where you're using the tool to assist you in bringing more ideas forward more quickly or just you on your own, and that may be a more premium service. So it's really exciting just to see where people are going to take this case by case. We're still so, 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 so early, right? But I do think that it's a really important question to ask yourself, you know, where do you fall into this whole new paradigm shift? Do you even want to be a part of it? And if you do, is education important? Where do you go? And I would say find a trusted resource, ask them, if they're not the ones that's offering the education or an an association that you may belong to. Of course, you have your traditional universities. And as Camilo was saying, do your homework, do your due diligence, ask those questions to make sure by the time you get the training that the information is still relevant. Completely agree. (laughs) Yeah, so this was great. You know, I could geek out on this stuff for hours as relates to education. It's so, so important. And, you know, you and I are creatives, we're designers, you know, we're in the fashion space, we do marketing, we do branding, we do storytelling. And so we're able to, you know, move in different arenas and see the perspective, you know, from different angles on how this is going to impact us, but then also how it's going to impact our peers and the industries that we're a part of. And so I'm excited that we're able to share this information with our listeners, get them revved up, get them asking the questions out loud as well. But think about that. You know, um, this was something that the World Economic Forum put out in 2020 around AI. And I don't think anyone expected the, uh, the space to grow as quickly as it has in this past year. And uh, I know in March... Uh, there's some numbers BBC reported, which was about 300 million jobs will be replaced by AI, 300 million. And that was just in March of this year that BBC reported. And so, again, these numbers are very big. And you can ask yourself, where do you fall in? How will you be impacted? But the main thing is just to start asking the questions. I think that's the first step. Absolutely. Don't be afraid to ask the questions and don't be afraid to ask AI the questions. They may or may not be accurate. (laughs) Disclaimer, they may or may not be accurate. It will lie. AI will lie. Okay. I'm just letting you know. Hallucinate. It will hallucinate for you. Such a great point to make. It is not the end all. 
It is the very beginning of what you're doing. It's not the end of what you're doing. So keep that in mind. It's a fun journey as you use the tools and you get to experience it for yourself in real time. You're like, oh, okay, no, that was wrong. (laughs) But anyway, um, this is a great time to wrap it up. It was great sharing, as usual, with you, Camilla, about AI education and the creator economy. And looking forward to spinning back around and talking more AI on our next episode. Yes. And for those that are joining us for the first time, this is AI for Creatives. We are produced and live exclusively on the Pink Kangaroo Podcast Network. And that's Pink Kangaroo with a U. You can find us on all your favorite podcast players your Apple, your Spotify, your iHeart, you name it. You can find us there. If you like what you've heard, please share the show with a friend or colleague. Also subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. We love being here with you. We love sharing with you. If you have any ideas that you would love us to talk about and and dive deep on, please reach out to us. You can find us, of course, through pinkkangaroo.com. That's pinkkangaroo through you. You can also find us on LinkedIn and it's Nova Lorraine and that's Lorraine, L-O-R-R-A-I-N-E and Camila Sanders, K-A-M-I-L-A-H Sanders on LinkedIn. And this will be it for today's episode of AI for Creatives. Until next time. Ciao. Bye.